0: Good morning morning ohio hiya. hiya.
1: guess what i was doing uh going through your inbox
0: <laughs> <laughs> good job <laughs> what'd yeah. you find now because been paying attention um <laughs> as our previous episode was about the dichotomy of our morning rituals, of which now go meditating and me cleaning my inbox, but then there's these other reveals, which was hilarious. So, anyway, all is good. How about you? What coffee did you brew?
1: Um, I think this is um store
0: bought Pete's.
1: Mm-hmm. Pete's. Um, what's the dark roast? French roast, I think.
0: Yeah, you 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 really like your coffee
1: dark dark roasted uh yeah Tim likes it dark I think my preference is medium roast but I am good with either so oh
0: and then you put milk in it right yes milk and sugar <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: I know from coffee connoisseurs that's like no no but
0: hey that's how I like it hey if you eat, oh my gosh it really doesn't matter I mean yeah, if I were the roaster seller, I'd be elated. It doesn't matter how you drink it. So, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all. Okay, <sighs> so yeah, I thought it would be amazing to talk about intergenerational mom-daughter relationships today. Big topic. <laughs> well, the reason why is because I just thought you know we're we're all about current current mm-hmm. things that we're going through and thank you yeah. your daughter was COVID negative
1: mm-hmm. So yes, thank you
0: the update on that one
1: yes thank you
0: and um yes. yeah but I'll, it's
1: it's like you talk about the paradox but you know I I feel so relieved and extremely grateful and the flip side of that is like the awareness of how many children who've um You know, especially with the Delta, that reality is also, like, right there in terms of, you know, compassion and just, I guess it um, elevates for me, like, how lucky we are. And that so many people, especially in different states, have a different, completely different reality that, like, yeah, those two paradox is very real you know, that I can be grateful and feel relieved about my daughter, but others that aren't so lucky and, you know, and that's just like a fine line, like that, and which I had no control over, right? Like that reality, going to school and yeah, not to, not to (laughs) um, turn our conversation into something heavier, but
0: well, yeah, it's definitely, I think I was, I watched this Netflix movie last night, mm-hmm. um, like my rewind version, but I'm not sure because I, I like it, it made me emotional, but it was based on a true story of a, oh my gosh, a no precedence of illness, disease, or anything, um, and a 19 year old suddenly dies of a brain aneurysm. Hmm. And it's based on a true story. Um, it's called Two Hearts. Hmm. And ultimately, like when he's getting his uh, driver license renewal, uh, not renewal, excuse me, driver's license for the first time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he becomes an organ donor. Mm-hmm. And his organs are given to transplanted to like five, six, seven recipients. Mm-hmm. So the I it reminded it reminds me of my father, who was albeit much older, um uh, mm-hmm. but 60, which is still in his prime. He had just turned 60 and he died of a brain aneurysm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so yeah, to have that to a 19 year old, which is fundamentally my son's age. Mm-hmm. It just, it's, 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 yeah, you only live once in your body, mm-hmm. in its lifetime. So make it the best um, it can be every day. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, yes, yes, yes. I was inspired by you going now that you can put the. C- covid scare a little bit to the side Mm -hmm. you're going on a mother-daughter trip in a few days yes so that's tomorrow yeah tomorrow so what's the inception of that and is it a family tradition or is it a mother-daughter tradition or like what's how did you decide um
1: for this particular trip it's just simply logistics because my daughter um this week is fall break for her. And luckily, you know, right now I'm not working and so I can take time off. Um, my husband, Tim, who's a teacher, high school teacher, their school district, they don't have a fall break. So we um Mina wanted to do something and uh we just thought, oh, something close by in Half Moon Bay staycation for two nights. Um, would be perfect and she has been bringing up our there was a trip maybe a couple years ago that she and I took um to the city and just took a um did a one night stay over in the city just like a girl's trip and so she has been bringing something up like that where um we should do something just you and I mama so it's perfect timing and we're close enough that, you know, Tim can come over for dinner on Wednesday. So we get to hang out and he'll get to see the Airbnb um, spot in here, um, Half Moon Bay. So Beth, best of both worlds of some alone time with Mina and also family time there. And yeah.
0: For those who don't know, like me, um, is Half Moon Bay a area or um, and if it is or like, What's the area like?
1: Um, it's along the Highway One, um, and it's coastal. And from where I live, it's probably like just a thirty-minute drive, so it's not too far, close by. And um, yeah, we we on weekends it tends it's like a one. There's only one way in, and so traffic can be pretty hectic on weekends. And so, um, we haven't been out there for a while for a couple months now, but it's a lovely, um, community there. Coastal
0: community. Mm, Coastal community one way in. Yeah. Sounds Mm. like the Hamptons a little bit. Mm. (laughs) Way on the other side of the Atlantic is there's one way (laughs) in. And I just remember even like 20 years ago, there was only one highway, and I, it, it, there were two lanes, but there are moments where it just turns into one. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But it's like the prime destination to get away from the city. Um, and it was just ridiculously for those who d- drive in vehicles. Mm. <laughs> it was crazy, but nice. Yeah. And what will you do? Like, how do you, how are you going to spend the time together? We still need to figure
1: it out, but I'm going to have her take lead. lead um, since this is her vacation. Um, the host was kind enough to send a list of recommendations in terms of um, beaches and trails for hikes and things like that. We, we're not a hiking family. <laughs> we, um, that's not our go-to thing to do, um, but we'll see if she is up for something different this, um, break. Um, and yeah, it's really just time together. We'll bring some books to read together. Um, she's really excited about having a TV in the master bedroom (laughs) since we don't have, we, you know, we only have one TV in the living room. And so I think it's always a treat when we, you know, stay at a hotel or Airbnb where there's a TV in the bedroom.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, cool. That's so. Like- we'll see.
1: Yeah. yeah, but to be honest, though, there is a part of me like you were. T- I mean, our topic is intergenerational kind of relationship, mother-daughter relationship, and it's been. Um, I've been thinking a lot about you know my relationship with my mother, and then my relationship with my daughter and how different it is and she's 10 and there are moments where she's very much a tween um and we clash we she and I clash more so than she and my husband so um oh it's uh to be honest there's excitement and a little nervousness because I don't want I want it to be um, joyful and delightful for both of us. And so I'm trying, I'm going in with the mindset of like, this is time for me to practice patience and all the things that I want to learn to be better and still struggling to do it in the moment, right?
0: Um, do you remember it's so funny music music always comes in my mind when you said joyful i'm like joyful joyful adore do you remember sister act I yes feel like, yeah we watched we were into that mm-hmm. remember okay mm-hmm. so when you said joyful that's that's the song <laughs> that popped in my head um nice yeah i'm curious where do you clash Ah. Uh, um
1: So when I reflect on things that are triggering for me, Mm. it's oftentimes like tidiness or, you know, traditionally what is in what I grew up with, like proper manners, like table manners, or um, that seems so trivial to me when I'm thinking about it, just in my head, but in the moment when something spills or... Like I have this reactiveness that it's re- it's just automatic that um how I react my facial expression, um the immediate annoyance and lack of compassion <laughs> in the moment, um yeah, so yeah, I think that's like I mentioned in the last um, conversations where I think it's hugely related to how my parents were with me when I was little. And really like uh, taking deep breaths and trying to disentangle where all this is coming from. And and we spoke about it too, that I don't have a lot of memories. And so I feel like I'm kind of working through it in the dark, but um, it's okay. Just I just returned to my body and connect with whatever is arising which is really hard to do in the moment like I don't I don't have that spaciousness yet Mm
0: -hmm. so what are take back yourself to when you're a I know you don't have too many memories as a toddler or um, grade school or what have you but anyway your earliest memory Mm -hmm. like one of the best memories with your that you can remember with your mom
1: yeah I was reading a, um, Oprah and Bruce Perry's What Happened to You and in that book there's a synopsis of a story they call it a Cheerios um, story or Cheerios moment um, and they're interviewing a child and the, these siblings lost their mother um, when they were young and they ask um, what they're like, what they remember most is this Cheerios moment where her, she asked her mother to wake her up, um, in the middle of the night when she has to wake up, she was planning on waking up and having Cheerios when she's hungry. And so she shared this moment at 2am where her mother woke her up and had Cheerios together in the middle of the night. And so, reading that anecdote or story i hadn't thought about this memory that i had of me and my mother i don't know how old i was probably early mid elementary so probably around the age of mina um sitting in my grandmother's restaurant and she was teaching me how to make that sound with a chewing gum you know the annoying sound that you can the popping sound yeah and for whatever reason that's like I hadn't thought about it but it's a rare moment where I feel like I'm with my mom she's paying attention to me and where she's teaching me something and I thought that was so cool and I also remember my dad being annoyed by her teaching me how to do this thing because I was doing it all the time (laughs) oh once I learned it you know Um, But that's a moment that uh, I hadn't thought about that just like out of nowhere came back to me.
0: Do you remember the brand or type of gum?
1: Mm, I don't. Good question, though.
0: Or flavor? Probably mint
1: because. Yeah, I would think maybe mint that she would because she was chewing it, too. And I don't think she would be chewing something sweet. She doesn't like sweet. Like fruity, <laughs> sweet, you know, it probably mint. my guess would be a mint.
0: Yeah, the gum, um. the gum range in Japan, I remember because I grew up my first eight years in the U.S., right? Uh-huh. That is like, <laughs> I don't know, we have, actually, you don't see it too often anymore, but I remember, not that my mom was really strict about candy, so, and gum, uh, so we never get it. And I actually have a story about, like, stealing gum from the supermarket. Uh (laughs) Oh, uh, oh, wow. I didn't think that was going to go there, but uh, no, seriously. Anyway, um, but there was like big League chew, which was like shredded grape flavor gum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're my kids. Um, But it was like, it was like usually like the, and then that pink bubble gum. Yes. um, Big fat uh, like chunk that you put Mm -hmm. in your mouth to blow bubbles. Yes. And when I went back to Japan or when I moved to Japan, they didn't have that. Like Japan doesn't have those back in the day. So this is 80s, right? Like it was more um, like there wasn't gum. It was more. Actually, quite frankly, I can't remember gum. (laughs) I mean, it was really chewing gum. But Mm. I think it was probably like your, you know, kind of like old school uh, flat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) the rectangular sheet yes (laughs) um so that's that's interesting that's that's pretty cool yeah so actually I didn't think I was gonna go there thank you for sharing the gum story the gum story just brought me back (laughs) to New Jersey and Mm. my best friend and I we we were she was Japanese and we went to Japanese language school on Saturdays. I think that's the mm. time. So we go in the morning and then we would come back and I, I'm sure my mom would stop by the grocery store. And because our parents were both strict on not having, you know, candy and gum in the house, obviously mm. like we romanticized and, you know, <laughs> put put candy and gum on a pedestal like all normal kids do. Yeah. Um, and we, and I knew that she wasn't going to buy it, but obviously those products are still, nothing's changed. They're still kind of placed at the, um, ca- the, mm-hmm. oh, right. Yes. Check out to the kids, kids, uh, I view.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, funny because 20 years has passed and that hasn't changed. Anyway. Yeah. It works. <laughs> it works. <Clearly. laughs> so I think like we picked up a packet each. hmm um, of maybe Trident gum or some something rectangular, and somehow like yeah, so we stole it, and then um, we were about eight years old, so this is younger than your daughter by a mm. few. And then we were in the car driving home, and my mom looks in her rear view mirror, mm. Mm. she sees two girls kind of like giddy and chewing the gum you know because we're so so excited we like we didn't get caught and like we're chewing the gum and then my mother almost like probably came to a halt screech in the car Mm. what are you doing and then um we had to go back to she's like we have to return it we have to return it not like (laughs) not pay for it (laughs) <laughs> uh, we need to return it. And then she's just obviously so angry.
1: Mm-hmm. And we went back
0: to the supermarket. We had to like apologize at the checkout. And I think the cashier found it more amusing mm. that these two girls stole it. And then I think maybe the manager came. I don't know. But like my obviously my mom is so embarrassed. So embarrassed. Um but I remember that that lesson taught me not to steal again. That's mm. my youngest memory. Yeah, do not steal. Like mm. was very apparent. Yeah. it's funny how you have that gum story. <laughs> <laughs> um. How about? Well, okay. Can I tell you where I wanted to go? When yeah, of course. In your childhood story. My recent, and it's kind of like mind blowing, but um, as we all know, I'm adopted. And I was only three years old. Three. Um, when my mother sat me down, I remember she brought me to her lap. hmm She was holding me on her, and I just remember her lap being so warm and cozy. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I want to tell you something. This is all in Japanese, I think.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And we were, I can still remember we were in um, the kitchen in Jersey, like your 70s style kind of furniture and the dark wood and glass circular table. Anyway, so we were sitting in the chair and she's like, I want to tell you something or we wanted to tell you something. My dad wasn't around. Mm. Um, I feel like he was like always working but yeah. she was like we want to tell you that you're not our biological child mm. um and um and and i think she mentioned adoption the really difficult word like what the heck is adoption <laughs> like mm-hmm. i'm probably not even talking but she was like and but you know don't worry mommy and daddy love you and you're always gonna be our child, you're mm. always a baby. Um, and I think she squeezed me and held me tight. Mm. And so somehow I knew I think you mentioned in you know, we we feel things with our body mm-hmm. that it was bittersweet, but then I just knew that she was always gonna be there and love me unconditionally. Mm. And I just think it's amazing that I was only three. Mm. Cause i I've, I've told this story to my husband. And she's like, well, why the heck would should they tell you when you're three? <laughs> mm. But I think they wanted to just share that with me earlier than earlier than later. Yeah, and I appreciate for them. I, I appreciate them for that. Yeah. So
1: Wow. Mm, thanks for sharing
0: yeah it's 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 yes it's I guess it's the power of love no matter what you don't have to be you know the biological child yeah yeah
1: exactly I mean you bringing up unconditional love um it resonates because I've been thinking a lot about that. And I think for me, the aha moment in these last few weeks, and it's like so hard to admit, like, again, the paradox of like how much we all want unconditional love, like it, it's great. I'm so glad that you were raised in that kind of loving, expressive environment and you know when I think of my childhood like I can't I don't have that like physical memory of like being held by my mother like for whatever reason I'm sure she held me you know Um, but those are not memories and kind of feelings that come up for me when I think back of my childhood Um, but what I was trying to what resonated is your word, unconditional love. And I've been thinking a lot about that and um, how much, you know, as a child too, and me now, I've, that's always been clear to me that what I want and um, working towards is this unconditional love, right. Which I felt I wasn't receiving from my parents in my own kind of self-righteous mindset, um, growing up in the Western world and exposed to what society or Western culture tells us what love is and mm-hmm. but anyway, for me I'm realizing like I don't have unconditional love for myself. Like I I'm slowly <laughs> working towards that, but So if you don't have that for yourself, then of course I can't, to the degree that I have love and unconditional love for myself is the degree that I can offer others. And I don't know, it's humbling that all these years, 44 years of my life, I was like so adamant about wanting unconditional love Um, and realizing like, yeah, I want that for myself. And yet I I don't know if I'm making any sense but and yet I can't I'm not giving it to myself and hence I'm unable to give it to others because you know it's always tied with some sort of expectation or judgment you know um mm-hmm. so for me I really this kind of um as a parent not a crossroads but like really digging deeper into like, how I show up as a parent moment to moment really has deep implications on how Mina, you know. And I see it in how she reacts to things. And she's already mirroring my reactiveness, which is, like, so heartbreaking. <laughs> but again, like, okay, showing compassion and loving kindness for myself. Like, I am only human. I'm doing my best I can. And that what I do next time will have ripple effects and so if I can get do it better next time you know that's just the practice that I have to keep on showing up I guess
0: yeah well thank you for sharing you're not alone I think you'll realize you're not alone in this I think there are more people who probably feel yeah I don't know why it's got to be societal expectations or whatever like you mentioned western culture but you know non it's hard to articulate but i mm-hmm. um you know who who says it who does really well and she's getting recognized for it is um jada pinkett smith mm-hmm. do, you know, do you know her uh red talk series that she's done with her mother and daughter
1: i know of it but i have not tuned into it
0: yeah she i mean i think she reveals i love it because it's the intergenerational and no one's doing it and especially in like the you know african american community Mm -hmm. it's just powerful because you Mm. existed for centuries but no one's kind of like shown up um sharing it in like video format um Mm -hmm. but anyway she she unpacks that To for herself, too, because like she grew up, I think her mother didn't love herself, and hence she didn't love herself. And it was quite a, I mean, she's in, I think she's 50 and fabulous. Mm -hmm. Oh, but I, I don't, I think she shares, um, I like in her 30s or even maybe 40s, it took her a long time to love herself unconditionally. Yeah. And like for me, Um, I'm glad you shared that because here the the um, irony is or paradox, as you say, is that even though I've received unconditional love, no doubt unconditionally Mm. from my parents, is that there's this underlying why was I given up for adoption, Mm. even though I can understand it. Obviously, there's war involved, poverty, um, lack of opportunity, reasons, right? That I can Mm -hmm. compartmentalize in my head, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't make it. It still doesn't make the feeling of like rejection, right? um, Go away. Yeah. So for those reasons, I think like my ego is is bigger. Um, I I see my my ego. Comes out in worst moments when mm. I'm trying to defend myself that I belong in this world. There's a reason why, right? I belong where I, I I can and yeah. So yes, honey. <laughs> yes. Mm. Well, there's no doubt that we both cherish being mothers. Yes. I still remember like I feel like like okay so for me I always wanted to be a mother for selfish reasons Mm -hmm. um versus like getting married you know I think I think the linear way and it should be is like you know you find your spouse Mm -hmm. (laughs) spouse partner first
1: (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. but for me I, I it goes back to the uh, being adopted and all that, and what was mm-hmm. the reason? And I wanted to be a mother. I wanted to experience giving, you know, being pregnant and giving birth. Um, so what are your actually? So can I share like my other a uh, mate see, since I shared then I guess it's neither negative or positive, but a really um with the chewing gum story.
1: Hmm. <laughs> hmm.
0: But my really positive story with my mom, who couldn't, you know, who who couldn't like get pregnant or give birth or what have you, mm-hmm. is that she was able to be with me in the birth room mm. for both my son, my first son, and my first daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, like I wanted her there, and right? She was able to be there. Um, and so that's like a really beautiful wonderful moment. <laughs> mm.
1: For me, I what comes to mind when you share that story, you know there's for me, my mother-in-law was in the room and with me and she being a nurse, um, she was so caring and like knew what was going on and understood everything beyond, what I can in the moment and so I'm like deeply grateful for her presence uh in the room and then the flip side is like the absence of my own mother you know still I can start crying right like that's Mm -hmm. um but the the really meaningful memory or um, that I will always hold for me is not the birth of my daughter but um, my wedding day and mm-hmm. um, you know I won't go into too much detail but like I was ready to walk myself down the aisle right like that was the place I had to be where except the reality of potentially my parents not being present at the ceremony of like being together with the love of my life and then circumstances like I don't know how to this day it's like amazing that they had a change of heart and they've, um, chose to attend our wedding and, you know, usually, right? Like the tradition is you're, you walk down the aisle with your dad, your father. Um, I've, I'm not close to my dad, right? I'm not close to my, um, close to him. And it didn't feel right. Like I didn't want to walk down the aisle with him. And that's not meaningful for me personally. And so deciding to choose to walk down the aisle with both my parents, like for me personally, it was more important to have my mother by my side. Right. And so that comes to mind as like such a beautiful and a gift really a memory that i will hold dear to have her you know with me
0: hmm. i remember the visuals in my my head because i was there yeah um yeah so sweet lovely yeah all right, that's that's like a high note, man. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> so, are you going to cook at the Airbnb? Um, yeah, I think they have everything. Um, but we haven't really
1: decided on our menu. I don't. I mean, I want it to be
0: <laughs> simple <laughs> menu. Excuse me, menu. What do you mean? I mean, what what
1: we're Yeah, like, I I wanted to shop beforehand, so we have everything. I mean, for not anything, like, elaborate, but, I mean, ramen for sure we'll have. She Mina likes shio ramen, salt-flavored ramen, so we'll bring that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I don't know uh, what we're cooking yet. Um, Does your shio ramen have garlic in it? Just um, no, it's just the um Sapporo Shio Ramen. So it's the, the that brand, you know. Mhm. So it's like top ramen. I'm not um, even top ramen. To... Yeah. Top ramen is isn't, isn't that how Americans call ramen? <laughs> top ramen. Top ramen? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that's how they call it. I don't know where that's from or top ramen. Yeah. It's like T O P. I don't know. That's phonetically. I've never seen it. Okay.
0: (laughs) Help us. You know, I'm not American in that sense. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I think that's what
1: people, I mean, I've, I hear people call it. I don't know. It's gotta be a California thing. I don't know. Uh -uh. I'll ask (sighs) him.
0: So, you know, okay. Like with our podcast, um, we, uh, are able to ask a question to our audience did you notice mm. so i was like with our last episode of like heart what it of soups mm. my question was what is your favorite heart hearty or what is your favorite soup mm. but obviously um we have to <laughs> we have to increase our audience so um yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I, yeah i thought i saw i saw it and then yeah. i was like huh what is this so yes. I didn't really know that you had yeah there's a feature there cool uh,
0: yeah 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 so okay so yeah so I, I guess I'm imagining because you said that there's only one route in that there are no like supermarkets where you can get your ingredients once you're in like um
1: no I think I mean it's a full town so you know Mm. there are stores and stuff. Sorry, one route in from where we are. Yeah. Um but there is another like northern r- route where the freeway goes all the way to the city. So I guess in essence there's two ways in. But anyway, there there are lots of stores and markets and stuff, so it's not like I need to um do all the shopping prior. There's there's going to be um a store stores nearby, so
0: yeah, so the funny thing is, I have a major sweet tooth, and you don't have a sweet tooth, um, but you texted me the recipe for <laughs> pumpkin spice pancakes. Yeah. Um, and then I had realized that I had purchased, like, they ready, or it's already, like, a pre-mix uh, pumpkin spice pancake waffle mix at Trader Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> So I made the waffles last weekend. It was so yummy, um, and now I'm really curious to make the pancake version, mm. which, which, which is like funny. It's just the only difference is you add milk for pancakes and you add water for waffles. Nice. <laughs> um. So, but did you say that Chen doesn't like pumpkin spice? Um. We. We like pumpkin pie, but that's pretty much it for pumpkin. So, um, yeah, gotcha. Because I was going to recommend making pancakes at the um for your getaway, but mm. then that would be so fun, like the pumpkin spice pancakes. Yeah. Okay.
1: We'll see. I'll have to bring. That's like. Yeah, that then that's more ingredients to bring. I wasn't think. Yeah.
0: No, well, no. Oh, you don't do you don't do ready-made mixes? Oh, the mixes that you. Oh, okay, okay. From Trader gotcha. Joe's. Yeah. Well, it was good? Mm. Oh, you'd I, recommend it. Yeah, I do. Okay. Um and then I'm totally going to change the topic to beverage. Mm. And obviously, this is not this is for adults. But did you do you like gin and tonics? I do. Yes, you do like. Yeah, I thought so. What's your favorite um gin? Um,
1: do you have? Is I, it the
0: blue sapphire? Is it called blue sapphire?
1: It's a blue bottle.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think so. I'm. I'm not a. I'm not a connoisseur, but okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah.
1: While you ask about gin and tonic, do you like
0: it? I want to make a, I saw this recipe um, that infuses tea
1: Mm. in
0: the liqueur. Mm. And I have this amazing tea called Goji Berry Party. So it's going to infuse the kind of botanicals like hibiscus and berries in the gin. Mm. And then um, you put in like fever tree, fever tree tonic water, which Mm -hmm. is a amazing brand it's 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 like the right level of bitter and sweet and carbonate mm. nice so, like if I were on a vacation I would definitely make that nice <laughs> um yeah do you have any like favorite cocktail I'm looking for uh cocktail ideas
1: cocktail ideas um I love lychee martinis
0: lychee martini yeah I know you do. So um, good. Remember, since heist. High- oh, that's so bad. But hey, <laughs> <laughs> I just had. I was like, oh, that's too late. <laughs> <sighs> it's okay. Mm-hmm. children don't listen to our podcast anyway. And i mm. okay. So this is back to like parenting. Mm. But I'm I'm more of the European mindset. I know Minajin's only 10 tween, yeah. but my idea is like, I, I want my children to, and I've had these conversations with them, I want them to understand what, you know, good beer tastes like or, you know, what liqueurs there are. Mm. Um, and I think it's funny, I, actually, I think, you know, I'm, I'm divorced from my first husband, but I think he, when they were visiting him, he, he has like a bar rack. Mm-hmm. I think he too was like, Sharing, like, this is what rum is, this is what vodka is, this is what gin is.
1: Mm. Because
0: all of those have really beautiful um, processing stories and how. Mm. So, did you like, you probably may have not known, but gin is actually made out of sheer juniper berries.
1: Mm. So yeah.
0: It's a Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, that's why it's got that beautiful, you know, floral hint of spice.
1: Mm.
0: So, that's my. That's my idea about like, I want the European mindset of, you know, taste the wine. What is, you know, what, you know, um, and that will make them appreciate. So they don't go haywire when they get to college and it's like, yeah, drinking party, whatever. Yeah. Uh, which, <laughs> which I was never a part of,
1: mm, um, because good for you,
0: <laughs> oh, were you okay. Um, but we, you and i i mean hey we both grew up in tokyo it's like more prevalent um i think the drinking legal age is 20 but we probably started drinking earlier than that Mm -hmm. you know for these parties so i am um so yes i remember both like you really loving dita right yes
1: but you can't get it here You can't get it here. I've never, I've never seen it here in the states. Um, And a friend of mine from Japan before used to send it to me before, like back, you know, when I was younger, and that would be such a treat. But yeah, I, I actually haven't looked for it Um, because lychee martini. I think it just uses lychee and lychee juice um, and vodka, so it doesn't require the dita.
0: Oh, Which you. is
1: the lychee um, liqueur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but is oh. it, okay, just is, I want to ask, do you pronounce it lychee or daichi? In
0: English, <laughs> American English, it's lychee. Hmm. But if it were ano, in Japanese, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> daichi. Yeah. But I think it's I mean it's Southeast Asian, right? Like from I, I'm thinking like from Vietnam, Thailand, and Cambodia mm. region. Mm, 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 China yeah. as well. And I yeah. think lychee. lychee. Mm. But <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. Yep. Um yeah oh my gosh so yeah that brings me it's so funny i feel like you, you were or we were only 16 and you're like have you tried dita it's <laughs> so good it's my favorite <laughs> which is funny because like it's like whoa but then when you think about it it's just it's like a fruit liqueur so yeah I mean, yeah 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 oh that's gushy that okay <laughs> well have an amazing what are you making I don't. I don't. I don't know. I totally <laughs> skipped it because I have no idea. Okay. Okay. So no, I love. Okay, I love croissants. Hmm. Co- croissant. Croissants. Mm. Um, especially toasted, and mm. actually, one of my favorite memories. I was just thinking about you. You didn't. I took French at Sesan, mm. and I was invited to my French teacher's house. Mm. Um, and she made us. Fundamentally, like tuna salad um, Mm. in a toasted croissant. Mm. I think it's very, like, French every day. So I've been craving that. So I bought a whole case of... um, (laughs) Because they only come in cases at Costco. (laughs) Yeah. whole case of um, croissants and then tuna salad or chicken salad. Right. um, And make that. It's so good. So... Nice. That, that's not dinner, but for lunch, that's what's what I'm going to make. Delicious. Sounds delish. Mm. Mm. How, about, how about you? What are you making today before you go?
1: Today? Uh, yeah, I have no idea either. Um, yeah, we will. For lunch, we will have um, pasta with meat sauce which uh, we had last night, so leftover. So that'll be our lunch. And Mina has a friend coming over for um, uh, outdoor play date. So that will be our next meal.
0: (laughs) Nice. Yep. Okay, have a safe trip. Thanks. Lots of love to you. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you know me. You know me. know